You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, here's your turn. Hit it. Welcome, it's Dave's Corner Garage, and get steady for another, or get ready. Get ready. <laughs> get ready, set, go. Steady. For another great show. Uh, today, we're going to be joined with Darren Bossens from Salem Tires. Yay! Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. <laughs> He's just sailed in. Just, just sailed, sailed in. in. Exactly right. Salem Tires have been with us from now. We were just talking about four or five years already as, yeah, a, yeah. as a supporter. So we quickly. appreciate that. And they're really, you know, starting to be a household name. Uh, Terry O'Keefe. We all know Terry is from Omvik, and we're going to be talking about some fellow who is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but is he going to jail for being stupid? I don't know. I can't figure that out. But uh, this guy apparently has been turning back speedometers longer than, uh, I won't go there. But anyways, uh, so we're going to talk about that. James Nielsen is with Track and Traffic Magazine, one of the few Canadian publications that is concerned with racing here in Ontario and Canada. And uh, we're going to be talking about the CASOR, which is the Canadian Ontario region of the uh, CSCA. And we're going to talk about how they're going to cover that event from now on. So Mm -hmm. interesting stuff. And I just want to remind you that if you go on Facebook, uh, you can watch us. We're there live. Uh, We're getting a tremendous amount of traffic. I think over 10,000 hits a month now. Wow. So it's really starting to go. Facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage if you want to see us uh, live. Did you say some guy recognized you at Walmart last week? He said, aren't you the guy from Facebook? He said, aren't Come you the on. greeter? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a pass, please? <laughs> Where's the washroom around here? <laughs> yeah, when they asked ask where the washroom is, I just don't, I don't even know where it is. I just tell them the wrong place. <laughs> Anyways, good stuff. Anyways, we're going to enjoy it. We'll have a great show. Come back. We're going to be talking with Darren about a new type of tire called Inspire. Yes. How do you come up with these names? You'll have to figure out what inspired him. That's a good idea. Yes, I don't come up with the names, so. though. No, you don't. No. <laughs> he just pushed him. I just pushed him. But he's them. getting nervous. He's going to be perspiring any minute. I now, will okay? be. Yeah. Don't ask tough All right, questions. on that note, Al, check us out. This is Dave's Corner Garage. If you've got any kind of automotive question, give us a call right now. Whoa. <laughs> You're not believe this. I dropped the earphones. <laughs> All righty, welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, just a little problem there. I dropped my earphones, but that's fine. <laughs> Uh, We got a new tire coming back from uh, Salem. Uh, It's called Inspire. Mm -hmm. Now, this you got to hear. It's 120K warranty, 60 months warranty against wear on the tread, and it has roadside, uh, what do you call it? Road hazard. Road Road hazard. For a year. In other words, if you puncture the tire and it's not repairable for that first year, you get a new one for free. Free replacement. I mean, how do you get away with this? (laughs) Uh, well, we'd hope that there's not a lot of people uh, hitting <laughs> get flats. <laughs> it's a roll of the dice, really. <laughs> no, but in reality, you must really be confident in this product. This must be really something that's special. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's almost like a new generation, I guess, for us. We've yes. uh, had it tested by uh, third parties against Tier 1s, and it's performed uh, at the level or above Tier 1. So uh, we're pretty excited about that. 48 sizes so far, 
Wow. 14 inch to 19 inch and then growing uh, weekly. So in other words, this may just take you out of what you call third tier and move you up second or fourth um, tier. Well, it's not really, I don't think we really want to go out of tier three, yeah. but uh, if we start to get, uh, you know, the performances of tier one, which we've, we've, we've always breached it. This one seems to be a little special in respect to the performance uh, to the tier ones, but um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a value. It's the value that we're trying to sell. And it's quieter. I heard that. I mean, yep. somebody's telling me that. Yep. Now, according to, to the to the blurb, it has an advanced rubber compound, has an all-new tread pattern, and 3D multi-type technology. What is that all about, multi-type technology? Well, that, that just helps with the evacuation. The, the, everything kind of squirms a bit and, and evacuates the water or any, oh, okay. anything so, that you're going over. So it helps with traction, etc. Because well, one of the yeah. problems with, especially on a wider tire, is what they call hydroplaning. Yes. You know, where the tire sits on top of the water rather than cut through it. So... It's got to get. You have to get rid of the water. That's the challenge here: is to get that tire stuck to the pavement. Yes. Now I saw it, uh, one of the one of your ads. We had it on a Lincoln, I think it was, mm-hmm. and and this car performed like phenomenal. Yes. Right. So this is really something. So this is a new tire that you just brought out. Yep. It's like last year, I think you brought it. Yeah, last year. Yeah. Right. And then the sizes have been growing ever since. You know, like I said, we've got forty-eight. But probably we're up into the fifties now as far as sizing, and it'll grow from there. Interesting. And, you know, I we, we heard about it on television the other day. The name Salem is really starting to get around. I get calls from people going, where do I buy a car? Where do I buy a tire? Yep. Right? So you go on the website, salemtire.ca. Yep. Dealer locator. Yep. And then from there, you can find your closest dealer. Okay. Now, one of the emails I got the other day was from a lady who said, how do I know my tire's worn out? What do I do when I, when I go to the tire store? How do I understand that he's not taking me for a ride. Mm-hmm. I need some help in, in, in basic understanding about buying a tire. Definitely. Well, first off, to, to know when you need new tires, there's wear bars that are in the first void, the first groove of the tire mm-hmm. um, that goes, you know, goes across that void. And that's, that sits up at 230 seconds. So once your tread meets one of those uh, wear bars, and there's one, one there's uh, four across the whole tire. There's four, uh, okay. In, in the quadrants, if you will. Um, once the tread meets that wear bar, the tre- you're basically done. You want to start looking at that point for new tires. Um, th- as far as knowing whether someone's taking you for a ride or not, most of the dealers are pretty legit now. They're, you're not going to really have too many issues. The best way really is to kind of research online, uh, see what people are saying, you know, look at the, uh, the reviews. Um, don't get, you know, there's a lot of different brands out there, so you got to be careful not to get too inundated and confused at what you're looking at. But, you know, just... Just pick a few brands and, and try to see what the reviews are saying. That get 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 some knowledge with respect to that. Know what size you need, etc. But for the most part, most of the guys at the counter are going to help you with with regards to that. You now, tell them your price point or what you want to spend. I was going to say your price. How point. long you're going to have the car for? What type of driving you do, etc. And they'll and they'll suit the, the proper model and brand. Well, yeah, because it's going to make a difference, especially you know a lot of people lease nowadays. So correct. You know you don't want to put tier one tires for a million dollars, and no. they call it tier one because you're going to be shedding tears when you hear the price Slightly of those tires, yes, right? Yes. And then hand the car back in, <laughs> and you're that. giving it back anyways. Right. Yeah. So in in most cases, as long as you meet the, um, the speed rating on the tire, yeah, correct, um, and all four are the same, your leasing company really has no no reason to, squ- to squirm. No, not unless you're like certain high end cars may. Uh, they sometimes uh, dictate what brand or it has to be the same brand that it came with type oh, of yeah. thing, like the higher end cars. But uh, typically, yeah, it doesn't matter as far as, you know, the average car. You just, I wonder what the beef is there because, you know, you're, you're turning back a car and, and, and your responsibility is that it's sort of certifiable, you know, correct. normal wear and tear. Yep. You know, here's the car back. Why do I need to spend all that money when, and especially when it's none of it, I'm not going to be able to take advantage of any of it. No, somebody else will. 
Now, one of the things that 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 the opposition always says is they're made in China. Yes, and but that's not actually true because many of the tier ones are made in China. Yeah, everybody's manufacturing in China now. Uh, we've also got a factory outside of China, so it's it, it it's not really the the place at which or where things are manufactured. It yes. comes down to the technology and and um, you know what's put into the tire. So it, that, that's no longer an issue. Yeah, because even in the car industry, Chevy's selling cars made in China. Absolutely. Right? Cars are made in Mexico. Cars are made in Germany. Their cars are made in North America. Yeah, people don't realize. I wondered that myself, you know, when when the United States president was complaining about stuff coming in from Russia. Yes. I wonder if he actually knew how much of his American-made products were, were just basically assembled with Chinese parts anyways. I know. Well, that's just it. They've exported the technology. Now they import the product, and there's a problem. And do people love their cell phones? Yeah. All made in, where do you think oh, but made? it says designed in California, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but made in China. <laughs> or assembled in the U.S. and parts made in... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Outside of the U.S. So. Exactly right. So that doesn't make a difference in the origin of the company. It makes a difference that it meets all the DOT requirements. That's exactly it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, there's one thing you should know. We always talk about this, but the DOT number. Yes. Which is a, stamped into the side of the tire. You have to look at the DOT number because the last four digits... Are the week and year that the tire is manufactured. Right. So you could be buying a, a, a cheaper tire as a sale and you find out it's six years old. Potentially, yeah. But like I said, I've put 10-year-old tires on my car before. As long as they're stored properly, there should be no issues. Right? Yeah, I've so, seen, I, I, I feel myself, I, like I've never seen a, a tire blow out and, and being in my shop anyways, where it's been totally attributed to the age of the tire. No, no. You know, um, besides most garages will tell you if, they, if, if it's time for your changeover and they see the t- sidewalls are, are terribly cracked. Yeah. Well, they're they're going to tell you, okay. Sure. But if a tire looks fine, and as you say, it's stored properly, and you got tread, uh, I don't see why you couldn't use it. No, and some people get uh, a little worried about the warranty, right? Well, typically they go the warranty. You go by the invoice date. Um, if you don't have an invoice, then you go by the DOT. So if you didn't have that invoice and you went back with ten year old, oh, DOT, I see what you're you'd saying. Be, yeah, you know, out of luck basically. But it's it's as long as you have the invoice, you should be fine. And Interesting. The, the, the amount of tires that are warrantied these days is is minimal. It's, well, because the amount of flats is is so minimal. Yeah, like you don't see like how how, how many flats have you had in the last? Never. Five, I touch one. Yeah, I know. No, I, I mean I, the I only my entire life. I, the biggest issue that I see really is just the corrosion on aluminum wheels. Yes. Yeah. You know where people will lose air slowly. Or the besides valve. the yeah, or yeah. the valve. Yeah. Sure. And uh, you know, but because of the the tire pressure monitors, everybody sees the light come on as long as they don't ignore it exactly. and they go in and get the tires checked you're going to save it because the problem is if a tire goes flat quickly and you're driving on it by the time you're you're stopped the tire's done it's yes. normally not fixable definitely yep. yeah interesting run stuff. flat we call them run flats they've been run flat yeah yeah well, <laughs> i like the ones where there's no lettering on the side you, you don't want to put air into those tires <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> well, i you know what tell you i had a customer and he said you need to change them because obviously they're defective i said do you not find it weird that just the right size of tires <laughs> and both of them left side look good eh coincidentally yeah <laughs> guess what i didn't get them new tires. all right we'll be right back we got some phone calls to answer and some more questions for darren you're listening to dave's corner garage where we rub you the right way oh i like that <laughs> all righty i'm actually got my earphones on this time <laughs> <laughs> you didn't drop them welcome back it's dave's corner garage my name's dave redinger i'm with uh, darren boston's from salem tire and uh, Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors. I'm glad you mentioned that. I have to tell you, not even, even my wife goes to Glen she Allen She brings Motors. her car to me. Yep. 
She wants to get rid of the car, but uh, he won't let her. She says, <laughs> I know how to take care of her, so I, I do my best. Wow. Uh, T-Bar is on the phone. He's from Whitby, and he's got a question about adaptive cruise control and if the brake lights come on when you have adaptive cruise control. Is that right, T-Bar? That is correct. That yes. $64,000 question if you're old enough to remember the show. I do. <laughs> yes, so I'm sure you do, so do I. Anyway, um, so when, if you have a vehicle with adaptive cruise control and the car ahead of you slams its brakes on, you're, I'm told, I haven't driven one of those yet, but I'm told that it actually actuates, actuates the brakes and slows you down real quick, et cetera, et cetera. But does it, uh, uh, what's the right word? Throw does the brake lights uh, on. Well, the, yeah, but to protect you from somebody rear-ending you because you're, you're slowing down without the brake lights coming out. So is it a yes or a no, it depends on, or it depends on the manufacturer? I would assume that they do come on. I mean, you know, for that simple reason alone, that you, oh, you'd, you'd want it to happen. And, and, and I know they do work because I've had it go on my own car. Our, yeah. I'm sorry, not my car. I drive the old beater. Uh, my <laughs> wife's car. <laughs> she, she has a nice one. Um, it does work. It worked quite well. I mean, you feel the brakes come on in, in a panic kind of situation. That's, that's what I've been told. But uh, I've also been told when I started my apprenticeship that uh, don't assume anything because you write out the word assume and you put a slash between the U and the back end of the U. And you know what that spells and makes out of you and me. You're 100 yeah. percent right, but uh, well, <laughs> but uh, you know what? But uh, it, it's funny. It's a great point because you know I remember when I worked for Volkswagen, the 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 brake switch was actually on the master cylinder. So when any pressure would be developed, that's what would trigger it. But most cars these days, the actual switch is on the brake pedal. Mm. But since you're not operating the pedal, um, you know what, Tibor, I want to appreciate. Thanks for mentioning that. I'm going to have to look into that myself. Okay, maybe you can uh, broadcast it on your next yep. show. All, All right, will do. Thank you. Now that brings okay, you to I'll a question. Thank you very much. That brings us to a question. I'm I'm buying tires for that car. Yep. I have to buy the same size tires I take off, otherwise I throw everything out of whack. Not necessarily. Um, typically, all-wheel drive cars, you want to stick with the same outside diameter. Right. So you could essentially go up in rim size, down in profile, and and you know maintain that uh, same OD. Yeah, there was a big diameter. article in the Toronto Star this morning, mm -hmm. and they were talking about not buying all season tires, but buying summer tires and winter tires. Right. So there's an opportunity for you to to upgrade the rim or downgrade the rim and increase the tire size. Right. Yeah. Typically, if you're going from your OEs or your summers all seasons into winters, typically most people go down a size in the rim. So if you're 19 inch rims, you go down to 18 inch. Bigger sidewall, a little more protection when you yes. have potholes, et cetera. And the price um, is cheaper. And the price is typically cheaper. Yeah. 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 And yet, you know what? People don't realize they drive around these skinny tires, they hit a pothole, and the rim gets damaged because there's yes. no rubber to take up the, the jolt. I had one this winter. Yeah, yeah. I right did a out. couple winters ago. Blew it right out. Just <laughs> in the last couple of months, I've got two aluminum wheels sitting there, and each one represents $1,000. Yes. You Just know, between phenomenal. the wheel, the tire, yeah. and then the alignment. And uh, and it can be a lot worse than that. I've seen a vehicle where it was written off because of a pothole, because the drive awesome. shaft went through the transmission. It was oh my you know, god, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So can so, happen. So the, so the word is that when we're going to buy winter tires, we reduce the rim size to get more rubber between us and the pothole. Typically, yeah, yeah. So you don't have that. to do that, but that's tip. Like for instance, my tires, it's, I just use the same size size tire between all seasons yes. and winters. Um, hence, I've got very low profile, and I've lost some tires and rims due to that. But yeah, but, but the other issue there, though, is too, is if you're talking about a 40 or a 45 series tire, mm. 
it's so hard to manhandle that tire to get it off and on the rim. Yes. You can damage the bead. You can yeah. damage the rim. Um, and, and typically, you know, steel wheels for a car, you know, your cheap steelies are maybe $75 um, yeah. a piece. So it's not I too bad. I always wondered, why do tires car. nowadays, our technology, why do we even have to have tires with air in them? I mean, we, we're, we're so advanced. Well, they, they, well, they do have tires now with, you know, that don't have air in them. They have like, uh, um, rubber veins in yeah. where the air would go to hold the tire up, but you're not going to get the same ride as as air. No, huh? no, no. So not, it does not at difference. that point yet. Yes. Yeah, already. Yeah. Certain certain uh, segments they use it in, like. Okay, when you hear that music, that means that we have to leave. When we come back, we're talking to James Nelson from Track and Traffic Magazine. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. And speaking of Salem Tire, Darren is actually here. So if you've got a question, we have a couple of calls to do, and then we'll take the rest of the questions. So if you're hanging on, please do hang on. We will not leave you hanging. That's three <laughs> times hanging in one sentence. Not for long, anyways. <laughs> By the way, just a quick reminder, go to facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage, and you can watch us live on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually surprised how people consume this technology because we get like 10,000 hits, and it's just phenomenal. Crazy. Well, because they wonder where all these words of wisdom are coming from. <laughs> Definitely not my house. Pearls. But a okay. face to the name. Uh, Jim is with, I'm sorry, James is with us today. Uh, James is with uh, Track and Traffic Magazine. I think you're the only Canadian car magazine, are you? Uh, we're the only one that covers uh, racing on a full-time basis. That's yeah. I think that's a great idea. You and Greg are doing a great job. So oh, you, thank you very much. You just recently announced a, a relationship with the Canadian Racing Society, I guess, CSOR. Yeah, CASCOR. It's a Canadian Automobile Sports Club, Ontario region. So I used to be involved with CSCAs. Is that that right? Yeah, that would be, uh, yeah, like uh, CASCOR has been around since uh, the 1950s in one form or another. And uh, yeah, they've been part of the Ontario regional road racing scene ever since up until today. Well, you know what? I, I applaud you because nobody pushes Canadian racing, and we have such phenomenal drivers like Villeneuve and, and, and you know, Multimatic produces the Ford GT, and so much racing goes on in Canada, you never hear about it. So what is it that Cascor actually does now? Uh, well, they're comprised of member clubs, mm-hmm. and they hold regional uh, road racing uh, events throughout the year. Right. So, for example, the uh, British Empire Motor Club will be holding the uh, their annual spring trophy races. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll be coming up in May. That's at Mossport. So the fellow, the, the people that work there, they're part of the club, right? Yeah. Yeah. The 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 CAC is the governing body, mm-hmm. and so they hold the they stage the uh, uh, races. Uh, they're under the ASN FIA Canada banner, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of their uh, m- uh, members also um, volunteer and are officials for events, including uh, the Honda Indy Toronto and the Mobile One Sports Car Grand Prix at uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, which most people know better as Mosport. You know what I find interesting is most countries, it's actually the car club, like it would be a CAA. CAA would actually be controlling racing, but it's not in Canada. It developed differently. Yeah, I mean, um, for a long time, they were part under the wing of um, the FIA, right? Um, which is the international uh, governing body for motorsport, which, you know, they run like the World Endurance Championship in Formula One. Um, and uh, yeah, they've been uh, associated with a lot of sanctioning bodies. Um, but, uh, you know, post World War II, there were a lot of car clubs that were set up and, you know, over the years, they've grown. I think there's over 
two dozen currently in mm-hmm. Ontario alone that participate in uh, CAC events. So, you know, there was a need for uh, an administration to sort of oversee all these various clubs so that they can race under one banner. All right, Traffic Traffic, do you actually print a magazine or do you have a website? Yeah, we do. We print a magazine. We mm-hmm. do a 10 issues a year. We, we're currently working on our Canadian Racing Guide, which we also do. It's a separate magazine unto itself that actually has the schedules for every track and series in Canada. So every and, style uh, of racing as well? You do, like, besides road courses, drag racing is in there as well? Absolutely. We've got coverage of, uh, if, if, if it's raced in Canada, you're going to see something on it. We do coverage of major events, including, um, you know, like the Mopar, the Mopar event at Grand Bend. So we do the drag racing as well. Uh, big dirt events like the Dirt Car Fall Nationals. Uh, short track events, including uh, Jucasa Motor Speedway. Uh, everything. Front to now, back. We, do the, we cover every uh, Canadian Rally Championship event as well. Oh, wow. What about so the we, show you do in March? Uh, that's the Motorama Custom Car and Motorsports Expo. Right. So, so right. that's uh, a, a mix of hot rods and uh, racing. And they bring in all these American stars from... And so what is the website? Uh, it's InsideTrackNews.com. InsideTrackNews.com. Yeah. And we do a print and digital edition. We do a digital edition as well, which is exactly the same as the print issue. We have a problem in Canada is we don't toot our own horns enough. I mean, we're no. just sort of, okay, we played a second, it's okay. <laughs> but in reality, like when you watch racing, if you go up and watch a regional race, it's actually good racing. And they're nice people. You walk around, talk to them. They just have a great time. I used to do it for years until my divorce. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I mean, absolutely. There's a lot of do-it-yourself people at the regional level. You also kind of get a glimpse of a lot of talented people, like younger people that are moving up through the sport. Yes. Um, you know, James Hinchcliffe has competed there. Paul Tracy, Scott Goodyear. Yep. Uh, Ron Fellows, obviously, who's still involved with the sport. He's, he's at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Um, yeah, it's just there's, there's a, a nice mix of, of young, old, veteran people moving up the racing ladder. Um, there's a little bit for everyone. You know, there's guys who race like full-bodied stock cars. They're uh, down all the way to, you know, almost street stock Honda Civics and um there's an, a, a wide mix of uh of cars and some and, of, there's some, a little bit of something for everyone and some of these clubs actually do sponsor events where amateurs or people can yeah, bring their own amateurs. vehicles on the track oh yeah like uh, the british auto racing club they do touring trophy races in the summer uh british empire motor club they have two races they do uh the spring trophy races which kick off uh the, the regional road racing season in ontario and uh, as well as the uh, Indian Summer Trophy races. And then on top of that, CAC also does Time Attack, which is a time lapping event. So you're not racing against other cars on track. You're racing against uh, time. Um, and uh, as well as Auto Slalom, which is a, you know, a really good entry-level way for people to uh, get involved in, in the racing without the high speeds and high costs. And, so and then on top of that, in the winter, they do ice racing in Minden, Ontario. Actually, James, you may not know this because Dave is so humble, but he holds the track record where yeah, he goes. Yeah, at, K- at Cayuga. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What did you do that in? What was well, car? we'll have to tell you. We went over and we said, what was the, smart, what was the record for a smart car at your racetrack? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, zero. They didn't have one yet. There you go. <laughs> so Dave holds that <laughs> distinction yeah, now. We, no, actually, my son does. He was, he was three seconds faster. <laughs> Good That's stuff. Great. James, thank you. It's Track and Traffic Magazine. Uh, website is? Yeah, it's Inside Track News, uh, Motorsport News. And uh, you can check us out at uh, InsideTrackNews.com. And if you'd like to subscribe for our print or digital publication, you can go to uh, InsideTrack.MySub.ca. Thank you so much.
Thanks for having me on. Okay, it's good stuff. I heard he said uh, time attack, so we yeah, want to yeah, find out more about that. Yeah. We want to find out more about that because we do that. Yes. Alrighty, good stuff. When we come back, Terry O'Keefe's going to be on the phone. We're going to be talking about somebody who's just plain stupid. They're going backwards <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I can turn back time. Yeah. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Alrighty, this is Dave's Corner Garage, and with us on the phone is uh, Terry O'Keefe from Omvic. Which is the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. They actually regulate the car sales, uh, new and used in Ontario. Terry, we have a guy that uh, you charged again after laying 34 charges against him for turning back speedometers. And he was charged for doing the same thing all over again. I, my opinion is he was just trying to get rid of old stock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope you're right, but I fear you're not. <laughs> Yeah, no, this this guy, his name's Arif uh, Syed. He lives in uh, Markham, and as, as you mentioned, we I think the last time we spoke, actually, we talked about him. We yeah. had just charged him with 34 counts related to illegal vehicle sales and misrepresentation, and the misrepresentation was related to the fact that the, all the vehicles that uh, he sold were allegedly rolled back. And uh, didn't we just a few weeks ago get a phone call from a consumer saying, uh, yeah, there's this guy, and I've got this concern, and... Uh, so we investigated, and indeed, uh, it was the same gentleman. And uh, so we actually sent in an un- undercover investigator to uh, try and buy a car from him. Uh, the one that our investigator looked at was that he had a 2010 Camry advertised for sale. The ad said the car had 155. When the investigator saw the car, the odometer read 155. But that car uh, was sold earlier this year. Uh, and it had over 217,000 kilometers. Wow. Wow. So this is a, you, we were talking off, off the record here that this sometimes is professionals, people that'll do this for them. You pay a small amount of money and they just spin them for you and away you go. Well, it, it's unfortunately true. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that uh, are, uh, you know, unscrupulous. They'll roll back the odometer on your vehicle. Depending on the vehicle, it'll cost you a few hundred. It can cost you up to $2,000 because some cars, it's a lot more involved. The odometer readings are stored in different places in the vehicle's computer. Um, But there was just a recent report that came out of Quebec uh, done by uh, TVA, uh, investigative journalists there, and they found that organized crime had actually moved into this area, and they were selling territories, basically franchises, and you'd be the person who would roll back odometers in that area, and these territories were being sold again, allegedly, for $450,000. Wow. For a 1-800 number. But I, a 1-800 you know, rollback. <laughs> you know, but the sad part is, I mean, a couple of years back, I went to look for one of these devices online, and within two mouse clicks, we found one. So what's to stop anybody else from just going to buy one and, and doing it themselves? A- absolutely nothing, Alan. And you're right. I looked Before we uh, chatted this morning, I looked online, and it took me less than 10 seconds to find uh, six different devices that I could buy for 300 bucks. I could roll the odometer back on my own car, and I found another gentleman who's willing to do it for $250, but he will put a sticker in your door jam that he's rolled back the odometer. Oh, really? Does he oh, show yeah. you where you put it so you can pull it off? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> now, you know what? Uh, if, if, if we're buying and selling used cars, you get a Carfax, and the Carfax gives you the history of the car. So that's one way of protecting yourself from, from this happening to you. Yeah, there's a, there's a few steps that you can take, and you're, you're right, Dave. A Carfax history report is great. Uh, a used vehicle information package, the UVIP that you buy from uh, Service Ontario yes. for 20 bucks, 
it's got historical odometer readings. Every time you've had to fill out your sticker renewal and you put the odometer reading down in the car, that information is on a UVIP. But, of course, if the car came from Quebec, it's, there's going to be nothing on the UVIP because it only tracks the registration while it's in Ontario. You know, people should learn the telltale signs. The car's got a lot of mileage on it, you know, suspension wear, upholstery wear, things like that. But the most important thing, too, take the car for a pre-purchase inspection so that someone like you or Alan can have a look at it and go, oh, 140 mm. doesn't seem right. This car is, you know, it's long in the tooth. Yeah, things like the windshield's been all pitted. Yeah, exactly. Cars, you know, the, after a couple hundred thousand kilometers, that windshield looks sandblasted. Yes, Terry, exactly. we, we, we've got to run a break, but just quickly, I want to say the easiest way or to get the best protection is just buy from a registered dealer, correct? Absolutely true, Alan, because if a registered dealer sells you a car with a rollback odometer and it's not disclosed to you, it's automatic rights to cancel the contract. We don't have this problem almost ever with rollback, or sorry, with, with registered dealers. It's always with curbsiders, these illegal dealers who pose as private sellers. All right, Terry, thanks for taking the time. Have yourself a great long weekend. And you, thank you. All right, take Thanks care. Thanks so much. Omvic's available at omvic.ca. Uh, if you want more information, it's omvic.on.ca. That's the Find out the good guys and the bad guys. This yeah. is Dave's Corner Garage. With three good guys right here in the studio. Yes. We'll be right back. All righty, it's Dave's Corner Garage you're listening to. And uh, my name is Dave Redinger, by the way. I'm with Darren Bosses from Salem Tires, and we have a question for you. And Alan Gelman's here from Glen, Glen Allen, Allen Motors. Motors. So uh, it's warming up. So you want to get that car in and get the tires changed as yeah, soon as possible. Yeah, now's the time, yes. right? Exactly. Okay, we have a question uh, from Julius from Cambridge asking, Salem Tire availability. Julius, what's your question? Salem Tire Hi, yes. Thanks for taking my call. <laughs> sure. Um, after hearing Salem Tire is being advertised on your show a lot, uh, mm-hmm. Sounds really good. Uh, and after figuring out how to spell sailing, <laughs> I found a dealer online. It's just um, how it sounds, actually. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's true. I'm just that's sailing along I, uh, the breeze. The dealer in Cambridge, unfortunately, I went there and I said, I'm looking for sailing tires. And uh, I was really surprised. Two out of three guys behind the counter couldn't jump up out of their seats quick enough to direct me towards a different tire brand. And uh, (laughs) I just didn't feel comfortable buying there. Well, were they trying to put you into a more expensive tire? Well, yeah, but they showed me it wasn't all that much more expensive. It was made uh, and not overseas, made here. And it it just, it it bothered me that you guys are doing so much work to advertise these tires. They sound like good tires. and They absolutely are. I mean, I have them on my own vehicle. I actually, actually race them. Well, so I went online and I, I thought, well, I'm going to talk to the head office here. And the closest I could find is some number in Burlington or Oakville. I spoke to someone there who told me about different dealers with sale and tires. But after talking to her for a couple of minutes, she even brought up a different brand name. So um, is that competition? Is that normal? In the lurch here. Yeah, that you see, that's typical. Like we've said before on the show that typical dealer dealers aren't necessarily looking to sell you what's the best for your car, they're trying to sell what's best for them as far as whether it be a margin thing or what they're trying to get rid of in their inventory. Um, they, they rather sell you what's in their inventory than have to bring something in. That's that's typical. So we do we run into it quite often. Um, and a lot of the dealers will use the tier three or tier four now to prop up the other pricing. So they, they always try to get you, upsell you into a into a more expensive tire. That's, you know, a similar thing happens in the insurance business, for example. You know, you call your broker and your broker will swear to you that they're they selling you the best 
insurance at the yeah, best price. Right. But that's only of the product that they sell. Exactly. So this is why it's important to look around. Definitely. So how do you how do you educate the dealers to 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 not to do that? You can't. You can't really. No. Like you you can you know we we do training. We we bring them in, show them the vans. We you know we did a fair amount of ride and drives. You let them drive on the the tires and compare them to other brands. But at the end of the day, like I said, it comes down to what's in their inventory, what yes. the boss is trying to move. Um, that, that's kind of that's what I said. You've got to be somewhat educated. I have the solution, you these. know. You have to open sale and tire stores. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no, but a similar thing happens in the department store. I mean, you know, there are yep. shoes that are cost five hundred dollars and shoes that are in the bargain rack for fifty dollars. Yep. You know, but you have a budget in mind. You know, what's your intention? Are you know you going to a fancy ball that night, or is it you know just want them to wear it to the tennis court? So yeah. The same kind of thing with the tires. A lot of people don't realize now that um, the uh, you know nineteen inch wheels and tires that come on cars are crazy money. I yeah, mean, they're not, the, not cheap. When when you buy the car, they don't. The salesman doesn't advertise the no, fact that no. when the time comes, my yeah. friend, <laughs> to change these tires, and it'll come quicker now with the low profile because you know they're typically more high performance tires. Yeah. You know, sure, absolutely, and and, and we all of dollars, and they're yes. softer too. So. But but Salem does with this, in fact, with the new tire, the Aspire, that you have come in 19-inch sizes as well. Yep. Yep. No, and then, like I said, you don't have to you don't have to blow the bank out to, to, to buy these things, right? Yeah, because the 19-inch and the, the upper tier, uh, again, will bring a tear to your eye. I mean, yes. those tires could be $250 each one. Or no more. problem. Oh, are you kidding? Easily. I had to buy tires for the Crossfire. It was $600 for one tire. Yep. Really? Yeah. It was a 19-inch, 235, uh, 40... Series. Yeah. Wow. Get the violin 600 out. Get the violin out, eh? Yeah, and I had to have it. So you it. sold the car. As tears go no, by. stuck on the side of the road. Oh, okay. No choice. <laughs> if you it was a stuck, it was only $500. <laughs> you can buy four GPs for less than that. <laughs> this is Dave's Gordon Garage. Got a few minutes left. We'll be yeah, back with your calls. All righty. Without further ado, let's talk to Wayne and Dundas, who's been holding on. I apologize, Wayne, but we just couldn't get to you. You have a transmission problem with your Ford Ranger. I have issues with Rangers. Yes, I've had them for twenty some years already. Yeah, twenty five. They're coming back. Number one, yes. the the rear axle bearings keep wearing out. Right. Number two, the transmission gave me an issue once with a, a ninety four. Mm-hmm. And then the issue the other day was the. The uh, antifreeze started to disappear on me after four years. It's a 2011. I bought it four years ago. Mm-hmm. So the antifreeze so sounds like you might have a blown head gasket. Well, I'm wondering. I heard years ago that they had an issue with the, the head gasket and the, the V part of the engine being an issue. Well, have you have anybody looked at the vehicle yet? Not at all. No. no. Okay. So, and so just typically, I mean, you got to look for a leak, first of all. Um that would be the first thing to crop up. I mean, and, and you would actually see it on the ground, or you would smell it when you approach the car when it's warm. Okay, yeah, uh, no issues with the antifreeze dripping. I was under it the other last weekend doing an oil change. Okay, no issue there. Does it smell but, funny when the, ex- the exhaust is on? What's like, that? When you smell the exhaust, does it smell like burnt hair? No, I haven't really noticed that. I never rode around the truck. I start mm. up and I drive away. Mm. Yeah. We, <laughs> so did you, you you topped it up and then you found that the level disappeared again? No, I haven't checked it the last couple of days. All right. Uh, the issue could be that you may not have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they do just vent out a little bit of uh, antifreeze over the time. But if it's using antifreeze, that means it's going somewhere, and it's usually burning it. So what you're going to have to do is pressure test the system and see if you have a, a leak somewhere or if the pressure is increasing. 
In other words, it's not holding 16 pounds, but it's actually moving up to, to 30 pounds. Yeah, there's a lot of parts in the system. You've got a water pump, you've yes. got a pressurized rad cap, you've got the radiator itself, you've got hoses, you've got electric fans. So there's a number of different areas that it could possibly be. Um, and didn't trigger a check engine light at all? No, there's been no issues with lights or anything like that. So the only thing so you know... It's just a, a start. My 94 had an issue. I lost the engine because of it. Mm-hmm. But this is just the beginning on this one, I believe. Well, it's something you're going to have to I would get it checked out sooner yeah. rather than later because if yeah. it is a head gasket issue and you don't address it, um, you're, you could end up blowing the whole engine where you know, right we, now it's still fixable. We used to have emission tests. We used to take the emission wand mm-hmm. and, and put it into the radiator and see if you've got exhaust gases coming out of there. Which you shouldn't find any. Which you shouldn't find any, right. So, But we don't have emission tests anymore. No, but uh, <laughs> but a lot of shops have. We have a uh, a special thing. I don't know who makes it, but Snap-on Tools sells it. It's a device that is exactly looking for that. It's a chemical you put into yep. a container, and you let the rad bubble it. And once the if it's got exhaust gases in there, it will turn the uh, yeah the fluid purple. I think. Yeah, that's right. You know, other problems that you're talking about are just normal wear and tear items. They're not they're not issues with the with the truck. It's just things wear out. Yeah, I but, mean, radiators plug up, they leak. Uh, water pumps do fail after a period of time. Um, hoses uh, will deteriorate, yeah. and uh, you got to have them done. It's interesting he only buys one brand. The other thing, yeah. <laughs> you mean, why does he keep buying the same one? Yeah. What is that problem with it? He knows them. It's exactly right. <laughs> people are, you know what? People buy sometimes cars that don't fit them. Yes. So maybe he's comfortable in this in this car, and that's why he's always buying Rangers. Oh, are you like yeah. the Corvette you were talking about? Yeah. The Corvette, you can get in it really easy, but you need a rope to get out of it. You can't get out. <laughs> Why would you want to get out anyways, Dave? That's true. It's just a nice driving car, but it hits every bump on the road. You know exactly. For sure it does. If I drove over a quarter, I knew it was heads or tails. Yeah. <laughs> but they have the new one coming out. It's going to be mid-engine. Mid-engine, yeah. yeah. that's going to be uh, very interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I tell you, they're going to how hot it is. <laughs> Because ah. <laughs> you got the engine like six inches from behind your head. Just drive mm-hmm. faster with the wind, windows <laughs> down. Cool I love it. <laughs> I love it. Anyways, uh, Salem's actually doing very well, touch wood. Yes. Um, we're really surprised how well it does do. So your biggest competition is actually the other tire manufacturers. Yeah, well, for sure. Like there's um, there's a lot of lot of people in the tier three there's a yes. lot of brands in that more space. and more now than oh, there was it's, before it's, it's every new ones every week so and we were talking before about buying a tire is a grudge purchase nobody actually ever budgets for it no and i really don't get excited about buying tires well it's almost like no. any car repair really it's a grudge Pretty purchase much. yeah i equate it to a roof on the house like you need it yes to protect your investment and to you know you can't sell a house with a, a leaky roof that's right but you don't get any money for buying a new roof i just you noticed the towels on mine are curling exactly. no but the difficulty <laughs> is there you know <laughs> but the difficulty there is to uh, how do you know which roofer is going to give you the best value for your money you don't and and as far as tires i i can attest that uh Salem tires are great i got them on my own car yep. Um, the warranty is legitimate. I had uh, a good friend of mine's daughter put winter tires on her car, and a week later she punched one, and uh, you guys gave us a new one, no charge. Yep. The guy says to the roof, he says, I give you 35-year warranty. <laughs> I go, I'm 70 years old. I want a goddamn discount. I don't need warranty. <laughs> I only need five or ten. <laughs> Darren, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Salem Tire, how do you get a hold of them? SalemTires.ca. Right, and uh, if they'll give you locations of people that yep. do sell them. There's uh, on the top bar there, it'll say dealer locator, and go in there. And, and they, you know what, they sell out. So if you're going to buy tires, now is the time to start buying, to looking at it, because they run out of stock. Right, want to thank Terry right. O'Keefe for joining us, taking the time out on yes. this long weekend. I want to wish all, everybody who's celebrating 
a happy Easter and Passover as well. Yep. Definitely. Jane Nielsen, thank you. And uh, Canadian Track and Traffic is the magazine, so we can talk about that. Remember, uh, next week we have Steve back. Steve's hey. back from Jamaica. Yeah, so we'll be doing everything wrong. Have uh, a great weekend, everybody. I hope he's got an empty suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.